So what we're going to do here, guys, is the first of what I hope to be many quiet time series. And the first quiet time series we are going to kick off is self-worth. It's going to be out of Isaiah 43, uh, verses 1 through 13. And really just to give you some background on why this passage was brought up is because Something that I did not realize that I struggle with is getting validation from other people. And honestly, it shocked me because I consider myself a very confident person. And I realized after a certain situation that happened a few months back that I look to others to really validate my ideas and validate my worth and kind of shook me and shook me so much where I went to the Bible and uh, I started Googling God's view of me. I started Googling worth because what I was struggling with is, you know, if I'm not going to be looking at other people's opinion of me, whose opinion matters? And that's God's opinion. And so as I was going across my search and stuff like that, I came across a lot of scriptures in Isaiah. So I had this bright idea. I'm like, since I'm getting so many scriptures from Isaiah, how about I just read the whole book of Isaiah? And so as I was reading through, I came across this particular chapter and it really spoke to me, spoke to me to a way where I actually broke down a couple of times as I was reading and started crying. And so I want to share this with you guys because just in conversations that I've had with friends and family, I think a lot of people deal with this, but I know I do. And again, like I said, this really shook me up because I really, really, I really consider myself a confident person. I really, really do. I think a lot of people would consider me that. So to be 33 years old and to look back over my life and look at decisions that I've made and that they were, uh, driven by what I thought others may think of me or, you know, fear of stepping out and just being comfortable in my own skin. It really just, it really shocked me. And so I had to get rooted where it was important. And so of course I had to take it to the Bible. And I believe that it's something that many people struggle with. So I wanted to share it with you guys. It's going to be a three part series. We got it broken up in three different episodes and I hope you enjoy. Thanks. So we're back. Here we are on part two of our quiet time series, Self-Worth. Uh, this is Kim and you are tuned into the Soul Sense podcast. Tonight, I'm going to be solo dolo. Okay. And, uh, y'all just bear with me tonight. Um, the kid is tired. The kid is tired. <laughs> um, we're just coming off of mother's day and we had family in town and, you know, the hosting and, you know, like we mentioned earlier, we have two little ones as well. So, uh, right now I'm recording this on a Monday. I worked a full day you know, tried to give my all at work, but you know what? I have to keep on pushing because this is what we've committed to. So 
we're going to jump right on in and we're going to go into our second part now just to review part one we discussed how he is mine and I am his that was our point number one and uh, this point will be entitled he has gone to great lengths for us so in the first installment we talked a little bit about ransoming and I think I want to revisit this because this ties into our second point and um, just to refresh our memories the definition of ransom a sum of money or other payment demanded or paid for a release of a prisoner okay and so that word like I mentioned in the previous episode could have been used any other word could have been used okay but the word that was chosen was ransomed it wasn't a favor it wasn't an IOU hey I'm gonna do this for you and then you're gonna get back to me no it wasn't that he ransomed us to ransom somebody is someone who was guilty a prisoner and you paid my you pay for my freedom in full not because I deserved it because we've already established that I am a prisoner okay I did something wrong to be imprisoned <laughs> and but you have pardoned me you know it's not saying that hey you didn't do it you're innocent you've pardoned me that's what that is and so I go to that because that leads into our second point. He has gone to great lengths for us. And we know that ransom to be Jesus, you know, we know that the ultimate ransom that was paid was Jesus's life. He came here. God became God's word became flesh and he walked this earth as a living man to come, to die, to die for our sins. That was the ultimate ransom. But something that was so cool about this passage that we're going over, which is Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 13, is that it talks about other things that he did for us. So let's dig in here. Starting in verse three, it says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. So sidebar, I don't know if it's Seba, Saba, <laughs> y'all get the drill. <laughs> y'all know I'm country, I'm from Tennessee. So I don't know, but you, you get my drift, okay? You know, this passage, this passage speaks of God giving nations. Egypt is a nation. Ethiopia is a nation. Um, in other translations, it talks about, you know, Cush, which is synonymous with Ethiopia, nations were given for you. And uh, I spoke about this in the previous episode, and you're going to hear me reference the previous episode a lot because 
again, this is a three part series, so it's meant to be listened to in its entirety. So if you haven't listened to that first installment, go back, listen to that and then pop back in, start listening again. Um, but one of the things that, um, I mentioned was when I was reading this passage, I literally felt like God was personally speaking to me and just to get a little personal with you guys. And I touched on it in the first episode, but we'll, we'll dig into this. Um, I've always believed in God. People never had to sell that even when I became an adult, because you know, as a kid, if you grow up in a home, and let me get real with you, particularly uh, an African-American home, you're not going to find too many homes where faith was pushed, okay? And so as you grow up, you know, you're kind of, your parents tell you to go to church, and so you go. But then when I became an adult, I still believed in God. I still believed in prayer. I still believed it in him. I believed in his presence. I even have moments in my life where I actually have felt his presence. Um, so that's never been something that has had to be, I've had to be convinced of that's, that's never been my problem. But my problem is it's hard for me to make it personal. And I remember when I first became a Christian a few years back And I was sitting down studying the Bible with some ladies. And one of the things that they challenged me to do was, you know, when you're reading scriptures, put your name into the scripture. So when it says here, I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. Instead of saying that, say, I gave Egypt as a ransom for Kimberly's freedom so you can make it more personal. So you're taking out, you're taking out the feeling of that. I'm reading about someone, but I'm reading about myself. And that is something that I have to do intentionally. It has to be on the forefront of my mind. So because I know that's something that I have to be very cognizant about, when I was reading this passage, it knocked me off my feet because without me even doing that, I felt as if God was actually talking to me, you know, like I am worthy to him. I am worth something. You would not give a nation or anyone's life for someone who is not worth it to you, you know, and the question might even be asked, my goodness, this man This entity, this great power loves me so much that it would give a nation. It would give a life. And then it makes you think, do I love like that? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't love like that, but it's admirable. It, 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 it's powerful. It speaks to me and it just flat out made me cry. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. It just made me cry. Like I busted out, start crying like a baby. So anyways, So I say all of that to say that to the point that as I was reading through this and I came out with that point of he has gone through great lengths for me, for Kimberly, it is seen in the word when he's talking about how 
He has ransomed me to know what the definition of ransom is and to meditate over that. You know, I was a prisoner of my sin. I'm guilty of that. Okay. But yet and still, you paid a high price to get me out of my prison that I put myself in. Okay. You gave nations because of that. Part of that ransom was nations. Others, it says even down here, others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because of what? Because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Man, that is so powerful. Like real talk, that gives me like the warm fuzzies inside. Like as I'm just sitting here thinking about this, I'm like, my goodness, this is a love that I don't know anything about. But I want to know more about, you know, so I wanted to just come in, pop in. This one is a lot shorter than the other one. Um, part of it is because uh, my wingman, my trusty wingman, Melvin, is not here accompanying me. I'm doing this solo. But, you know, he's here in spirit. He actually got me started because I don't know how to do any of the technical stuff. <laughs> so he had to get me recording. But anyways, um, so guys, you know, just a quick little nugget. And I hope you enjoy. I, I pray you guys will continue on this series with us. We got one more installment and uh, be blessed. And uh, thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm.